close encounters of the third kind. Actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode number 29. I'm your host, John Jay, and with me as always are the Lances. And Jared. Hi. And a ghost. And uh, there's at least one ghost in the room. You're only allowed to be here for the recording, sir. Okay, you're not allowed to be here during regular hours. And if you're here, please leave an EVP right now. Nope, he's not allowed to be on mic. And also, please leave a lump of magical gnome gold. I invite you to leave an EVP right now. Nope, nope, Do not do do that. If we start letting ghosts talk on the podcast, then every ghost is going to want to talk on the podcast. Lauren, that would be great for us. Lauren, you have no authority here. That's not true. That would be great for... Tell me it wouldn't be great for us if we could have EVPs on the podcast. It's just ghost whispering the entire time? Yeah, we Uh, already have the low show. Well, we could be the lower show. The... The... Pits of Hell show. Welcome to the show. Uh, right. We uh, we apologize for being gone for so long. We've been trying to we've we been trying to keep at these like one at a mo- one a month, but uh, we all got super busy. And John went on his fancy vacation. I did John, go on a vacation. No, I, I went forgot to Spain. You left. Yeah, I, I was completely didn't even notice that you were gone. Well, that makes me feel good. His <laughs> ghost stayed around. Yeah, I well yeah I left a, uh, me- a I left an avatar. Yeah, I know, hey I <laughs> noticed you were gone. Made mm-hmm. out of clay. I noticed you were gone. Well, then, that's because you had to watch my dogs. I know. It was really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go around. I went to Portugal, and I went to Spain, and I was in several very old buildings, Did some of which uh, are reported to be haunted, and I saw no ghosts. You saw no ghosts? No, I was. I slept in a. Uh, I slept in a, like a 150 year old house. No, nothing. Did you uh, have your pants down? Very relaxing. Keep your pants down for a little ghost sex. I kept my pants down. It was quite warm over there. They were having okay. kind of an extended summer. So did you? Did you uh, I did not pack enough shorts. Okay. Did you leave my the blankets off bad. a little bit? A little inviting, little hike. No, just a little no. peek. No. It's a, then why are you surprised? Well, I, I figure if, if if ghosts want to talk to me, you can just talk to me. You're not no, getting not, into bed with me. Not in the Me Too movement era. Ghosts <laughs> yeah. have to be more careful than yeah, ever. You have to have ghost consent. Yeah. Ghost contracts. Yeah. The days of just frivolous ghost sex are over, John. Well, that's... That makes me sad. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame it's a for Bobby time. Brown. Um, have to invite them in. So, yeah, I enjoyed my vacation, and I'm glad to be back now. Um... I wanted to talk real quick about uh, I, I want some home. I, I'm giving out homework. I'm giving out homework on the podcast for the first time, listeners. I want I'm gonna you to get an F. I'm telling you right now. I, wa- I never I want- did homework in high school. I'm not doing it now. That's true. You never did. I, I mean, might do it. Jared might do it. Lauren might do it. I might. What Lauren, is it? Lauren's gonna have a, Lauren's gonna have a problem with this. I can already tell right now. Lauren's is it gonna to go have a problem. You know, with I don't this. even know what it is. If it's going to an escape room, I'm gonna tell you to fuck yourself. It's not an escape room. Okay, what is it then? <laughs> I want I want anybody, or, or if you've already done this and uh, you want to share your experiences, please leave us a message on Facebook or whatever. I want everyone to try the sensory deprivation tank or the float tank. 
Oh, so it's like an escape room, but it's just a tiny No, you tank. don't have to escape. It's just relaxing. I've heard it's not relaxing. You're allowed to leave whenever you want. Who's told you it wasn't relaxing? Because literally everyone I've ever heard talk about it says it's relaxing. It's not relaxing because all of your senses are deprived, so your senses start to go a little bit haywire. Yeah, you can't even tell if you're screaming out loud or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you can, Mike. Yeah, it's I not, don't know about that. Read it's sensory not a deprivation void. <laughs> chamber. It's not a void, Mike. Any noise? <laughs> Noises that you make, you will also hear. Black hole. <laughs> Sensory deprivation chamber. No, but it's not turning off your senses to you. It's turning off your senses to the outside world. But it, it's it deprives you of of all your senses so much that your brain is like trying so hard. Uh, you know, I see what it is. I see what it is. Who told you this? Yeah, Lauren is such a hedonist. I've read that that she just heard the word deprived and she's like, no one's depriving. Me I mean that's also true. I'll have I'll have senses if I want senses. I I like all of my senses. What do you mean I can't much. take my phone in the tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they take your phone, John. I like how our impression of Lauren is just like us speaking in a lower yeah, voice, a deeper voice. <laughs> why why do I have whiny. a deeper voice than you? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Does it take away joint pain? Uh, I've yeah. been having that. Yeah, it does actually say that right here. Were you just reading that, or are you no, actually I'm, asking? I'm asking. Oh, asking yeah. For a friend. It's a uh, well. Let's go over the origins of floating real quick. Floating in salt water for therapeutic reasons is not new. People have made pilgrimages to the Dead Sea for centuries. However, over the past fifteen years or so, there's been renewed interest in the practice. Uh, with chic flotation studios offering sixty to ninety minute float sessions, cropping up all over metropolitan areas. Let me see. I'll show you guys some of the pictures. Uh, in the late 70s, uh, concerns over water cleanliness halted the industry's growth. Nonetheless, the scientific study of floating, namely the effects of isolation on the brain, continued with the academic community. Why are you worried about water cleanliness? I know. People go to the Y and swim in there all the time. You're not supposed to be drinking it. Yeah, just lay there. You I, shower before I, and after you get in the tank. Yeah, but you know, you got holes. What if you piss in the so, tank? So like, it can get in, and yeah. like, the, I am concerned about that sometimes. That's true. Lauren did tell us about her big fear of koi fish AIDS. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's on our sister podcast. Yeah, so listen to Something Planet for more information about that. For nonsense. more information about fish AIDS. Yeah. And other nonsense. Yeah. Please go to somethingplanet.com. Apparently there's a fucking sensory deprivation place in Palm Harbor. That's where I'm going. Yes. Maybe you've oh, been there you, for the past you... three years. Yeah, you're still <laughs> in the tank. I'm in there tank. right now. You're thinking about what we said. Somebody, uh, somebody spin a dreidel. What? Like an inception. It's an inception. Uh, I, I, got I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, but I mean, everyone always Lauren, does that Lauren, you've never reference. stopped watching So here's that. the... Uh, Here's the benefits. Uh, it lowers stress. Okay. It combats stress in two main ways. First, the water's magnesium inhibits ACTH, a hormone Ooh. that drives your adrenal glands to I release do. the stress hormone cortisol. I do love magnesium. Magnesium also improves sleep quality, which contributes to feeling less stressed. Nice. Uh, floating relieves physical pain. For people with chronic stress-related muscle pain and burnout-related depression, floating uh, served as an integral part of pain treatment plans. I do love the float. In one study, since uh, floating oxygenates your body by promoting uh, vasodilation, better blood flow to the brain, organs, and limbs, it serves to minimize muscular pain and even pain from degenerative disc disease and herniated discs. Oh, nice. Uh, it enhances athletic performance. None of us care about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. I don't care how how good it makes me feel. I'm not. I'm not, not going to be able to dunk after. Yeah. I'm not joining a rec league. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, it says it benefits creativity. I like to be creative. Musicians, writers, and creative performers also gain from floating. A study in the Journal of Music and Medicine found that floating improved the technical ability of musicians during jazz improvisation. Ooh. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the place in Palm Harbor. They have an introductory rate just to get you started for an hour. How much yeah. is it? 50 bucks. That's not bad. I, I, I do think we need to tackle the psychedelic effects, though. So, like, uh, what was it that I was reading? Uh, there's psychosis-like experiences. Uh, a study of 19, uh, 19 volunteers, like half of them had psychosis-like experiences, um, uh, including hallucination of faces. Uh, six reported seeing shapes and faces actually not there. Four noted a heightened sense of smell, which was probably like them just shitting themselves. Like, what would they be smelling in a sensory deprivation? Maybe, maybe they're saying afterwards. Uh, two reported seeing a presence of evil in the room, mm. so that's fun. Yeah, that might have just been the guy who runs the thing, though. Uh, sounds like a party to me, to be honest. I, I don't know. It sounds know. like if I get in that, I'll just get really mad. I don't think so, Mike. I think you, I think you should do it. Okay. But on the upside, schizophrenics appear to tend uh, appear to tend to experience fewer hallucinations while in rest as compared to non-psychotic individuals. So if you were schizophrenic. You'll have an easier time than normal. If you're not schizophrenic, you might experience being schizophrenic. Oh, that sounds like I fun. don't know if that's worth 50 bucks to me. I think that sounds 50 bucks to, you know, I for don't, just be schizophrenic for just an hour. Yeah, that's So I can fun. be a beautiful mind for an hour? Yeah. You know you can leave whenever you want, right? Yeah, it's, they don't lock you in there and then you <laughs> have to solve some puzzles to get out. Nowadays, I'm scared of every experience turning into a surprise escape room. Well, guess what, Lauren? Surprise! This podcast is an escape room. Yeah. I've been, I you have to complete the podcast in order to escape. Oh, yeah. God. So, yeah, who's with me on trying this? It's, oh. 50, it's 50 bucks. 50 bucks. I'll do yeah. it for 50 bucks. I'm with you. I'll do it. I've, I've always, I've always wanted nope. to try one, actually. Nope. I can feel the rage building in me right now. <laughs> Mike's just upset. thinking about it. I think that's just the demon inside of you saying, no, I don't, I don't want to be pushed out. Yeah. Oh, I don't want him to be calm. <laughs> yeah. If he's calm, he'll set me free. If he floats, he'll think of things. Uh, now in sad science news. Um, Aww. Aww. Why is it sad? It's sad well, science We're going to find out. Uh, Dawn, the first spacecraft to orbit two alien wor- worlds, has gone silent. Aww. Never even heard of it. Were there people on it? No, oh. it was a satellite. The NASA spacecraft that was uh, the first to orbit two worlds in one mission has sent its final messages back to Earth. The spacecraft missed two check-ins with NASA's Deep Space Network on October 31st and November 1st, scientists say. That silence likely means Dawn ran out of hydrazine that fuels its thrusters, which helps the probe point its solar panels towards the sun and its antenna towards Earth. Dawn is the second NASA mission to end recently. The planet-hunting Kepler Space Telescope ran out of gas at the end of October. So that was a few days before that. So so that sucks, right? Yeah. Uh, until it appears again in like 25 years made entirely out of meat. <laughs> Are you saying it's going to turn into the Borg? No, it's going to turn into the Event Horizon. <laughs> oh, one of those, yeah. <laughs> uh, another sad science news uh, that's last two messages were, I miss you and I'm so cold. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That would be r- those, really that terrible. That was the last thing my mom texted me. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> so, yeah, these, uh, well, the, the Dawn launched uh, for the, in 2007 for the asteroid Vesta, and it's the second largest object in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. 
When the spacecraft arrived in July 2011, making it the first probe to orbit an asteroid belt object, Dawn found a world that seemed more like a planet than an asteroid. The probe revealed that Vesta's interior is probably divided into layers, like Earth's, and it may have had a magnetic field. Ooh. Scientists also found that two craters near Vesta's south pole are the source of about 5% of all the meteorites found on Earth. Really? Uh, so that's like, cool. Yeah, so we're not going to get any more of those neat facts, because it's dead. Yeah. Aww. Wow. Sad. Sad science news. But Rip. it does continue screaming into space. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on to some UFO news. Uh, UFO attack. Five extraterrestrials petrified 23 Russian soldiers. Are those Holy cookies shit. that look like aliens? No, those are Russian soldiers. Oh. No, I think the, I think that's a photo of uh, Pompeii. I think they're just putting it in here for effect. Oh, got it. Because uh, they're gray. I get it. Uh, 23 Russian soldiers lost their lives during a UFO attack in Siberia. The CIA declassified report describes this event as a horrific picture of revenge on the part of an extraterrestrial creature, a picture that makes one's blood freeze. Okay. The frightful information was one of the many published online by the CIA. Chiefly, it involves a horrible event about a UFO alien attack, which turned in, uh, into stone 23 Russian soldiers. I feel like this would be bigger news if it were real. Oh, this is 100% real. Uh, oh. This infamous report created on March 27, 1993 is a translation of a report from the Ukrainian newspaper Terranopil Virginity, I think. Sure. I Na- lost that like 10 years ago. Namely, <laughs> your, your virginity? <laughs> <laughs> Namely, this newspaper claims that after Mikhail Gorbachev lost his leadership, many KGB files ended up in the CIA. Among them, allegedly, was a 250-page portfolio on the strange UFO attack. The report included pictures and witness statements as well. I like how the image of the uncensored document is so blurry that it's unreadable. Yeah, it's completely unreadable. Yeah, I wonder if I can click on it. No, you can't click on it. I can pick out some. Actually, I can read it from here. Ah! I mean, it's going to tell us about it in the rest of the story. Yeah, but I can actually pick somewhere. The report explains how a low-flying saucer rose up a military unit in uh, Siberia. One of the Russian soldiers fired a missile in the air, which shut it down. It said five short humanoids with large heads and large black eyes got out. There were two other soldiers among the other 23 who survived the incident. They described that after the UFO got down, five eerie creatures, creatures blended into the huge glowing ball that buzzed and fizzed. Whoa. Following this, there was a huge explosion which petrified 23 Russian soldiers who were curiously observing the shocking event. The report said the KGP report goes on to say that the remains of the petrified soldiers were uh, transferred to a secret research institution near Moscow. Experts strongly believe that an unknown source turned the whole living structure of soldiers into stone. A CIA representative stated, if the KGB file corresponds to reality, this is an extremely menacing case. I like how some of the sentences are in bold, some are in italics, and some are just in regular font. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of screwing me up. I'm like, am I supposed to read that part? However, we have to admit one thing. If this is true, then extraterrestrials own technology that goes beyond our imagination. Of course they do. And while there are certain... Certainly many doubts regarding the report. One of the biggest enigmas is why the CIA held a translation of a Ukrainian newspaper report. So yeah, It was a newspaper report, so it wasn't exactly secret. 
Yeah, but it was based on that, and it was added to the CIA's files. So that, must, that basically what they're saying is that adds a little val- validity to it. Mm. Uh, that yeah, I'm, I've never heard of a story like this where uh, where like a bunch of people were just turned to stone. That's a fucking freakish. Well, they freakish didn't power. mention that one of the surviving soldiers was Vladimir Putin. That's true, and he later became president of the Russia. Yep. Hmm. No coincidence. No, what uh, actually this reminds me of is like uh, like different like pieces of Greek. And Roman mythology, where there's like creatures that can turn. Oh, like gorgons? Yeah, they can turn humans into stone, mm-hmm. you know? So we've heard about this in myth, and now we're hearing about it from extraterrestrials. Ancient aliens? Ancient aliens. 100%. There you go. Lizard people confirmed. Oof. Love ancient aliens. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Are we still talking about UFOs? Still talking about UFOs. Uh,. Not a birdie. UFOs spotted flying over Donald Trump's Turnberry Golf Course in Ashire Sky. A golf lover's snap appears to show four mystery objects floating above a Scotland flag at the American President's course at around 7:55 p.m. on August 16th. Okay, that's not a picture of Let's the golf see. balls. Uh, oh, posting on the UFO Stalker website, the bemused golfer said, "My niece was at Trump Turnberry Golf Course and took a picture of the golf course from the balcony of her room." She emailed the picture because I like to play golf, and when I looked at it closely, I saw four strange disc-shaped objects in the background, which she said she had not noticed when taking the picture. Oh, yeah. Can you help me identify these UFOs? Any ideas? But it appears the potential alien sighting could just be a trick of the light, with one person suggesting reflections of outdoor lighting fixtures. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe? I, I don't know no. what they're reflecting but off what of. what lighting fixtures, yeah. Well, they'd be reflecting off the clouds, but... I don't know what Not fixtures. like that. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite theories about UFOs is that they're coming around to stop some horrific thing from happening in the future. So they're, if, they're time cops? Yeah, they're time cops. And if that's the case, then I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bunch of UFOs around Trump's shit. We're going to start seeing them more and more. Yeah. <laughs> if that is why they're around. So should we go? Should we drive to Mar-a-Lago and see if we can see any UFOs? Go UFO hunting? At Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds like a fun trip. And we could get arrested by the Secret Service. Yep. Yeah. And there are ghosts there, too. The ghosts of all the prostitutes Donald Trump has strangled. Yep. Sorry, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Alexa, that was a joke. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some cryptozoology. Actually, our feature segment is cryptozoology, so I had to find some more unique stuff. So, uh, oh, before we do that, I just wanted to shout out to our friend uh, Bill Green. Um, he sent me a message the other day. Apparently, there was a around October twenty fifth. There was a UFO sighting in Maryland. Uh, I thought this was interesting because I looked into it further. And there have been 25 UFO sightings in 2018 in Maryland alone, which is kind of cool. So. Well, there's a lot of Air Force bases around that area, and Washington's See, close, that. and there's a lot of military installations. So uh, that kind of makes sense. I believe Qu- no, Quantico, Virginia, is close to there. Mm. I don't know. It's all it's all kind of close. Yeah, it's all the same area. But my point being is that it's really great when we hear back from you guys, so. If you send it to our Facebook page or to our individual pages, that's good, too. Or email us. I love hearing different stuff from you all. Uh, You can call Jared on the phone. His phone number is 734. No, no, this is not something planet. (laughs) Pterodactyl. Yeah, let's talk about some cryptozoology. Uh, These are two pterodactyl stories. Pterodactyl spotted in Texas. 
A man in Texas claims to have seen a dinosaur bird. I don't know if that's a correct nomenclature. That is the technical Latin word dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaur bird. bird. The anonymous San Benito man on Thursday said he was at his father's farm with his friends when the event purportedly took place in 2015. We looked towards the south and witnessed a pterodactyl, he told MUFON investigator L. Fletcher. And that's the whole story. It was coasting along a ditch. The animal was described as having a wingspan of 10 feet and looked like a petrosaur. Hmm. 10 yeah. feet's not... Yeah, that's pretty small. Not particularly 10 feet? Big. No, that's not small. That's, no, that's, for a pterodactyl... That's wider than you are at all. I know, but for a pterodactyl? I don't know. How big How big were pterodactyls? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're like 20. I mean, this kind of sounds like Mothman to me. Not I, like a pterodactyl. No, Mothman had a 12-foot wingspan. That's confirmed. Well, uh, the eyewit the eyewitness says the strange bird disappeared into what looked like a wormhole. Uh, okay. I wish they would describe that in more detail. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. So, what, what did a wormhole look like to you? Like a Rick and Morty portal? Yeah. Did it like zoop? Like. Uh, in nineteen 19- in eighteen ninety, Arizona newspaper the Tombstone Epitaph reported that two ranchers had allegedly killed a winged monster similar to an alligator in the desert between the Whetstone and. Who cha cha mountains? Whoa, hold on a second. How uh, is something winged similar to an alligator? No, it if, was if it's a, a pterodactyl monster sim- that looked similar to an alligator. Yeah, uh, also, like an alligator with wings. I overshot okay. the wingspan. It is actually twelve. So this is right around the correct right, size. Right around, but still small. Maybe it's so a young one. I, I think I'm if you correct. saw a te- I think if you saw a pterodactyl, you would not think it's small. Yeah. It would be you would be like, what the fuck is that thing? Oh no, no I'd be like, that's a pterodactyl. Listen, if I saw anything with a ten foot w- wingspan, I'd be freaking out. Anything, what about an angel, Jared? Anything yeah. that could bite and or sting me that's that is bigger than like a bee would make me shit my pants. Uh, I, don't, I don't care if it's smaller than a bee. If I saw something that would bite and or sting me, I would <laughs> run if away. It was yeah, ex- than a my bee, point but had a exactly. Wingspan. Smaller than a bee, they would just look like wings flying. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so th- this wormhole thing, this kind of... Stop messing with that cord, Lauren. Is it making noises? Yeah, it is. Sorry. I feel like I the wormhole the is. is the bigger story. The wormhole here. here seems to be the bigger story in this, because like, that goes with the theory that anytime mm-hmm. people see these type of things, it's because... It's like there's a time some, slip. Yeah, they're somehow slipping into our well, world. Well, every time a, a time cop comes from the future, something from the past also has to show up. It drags pterodactyls it. behind it yeah. like debris. Yep. Maeve? Wow, that is a horrifying image. <laughs> but no, that's... In, like uh, The pterodactyl, you're right. The pterodactyl is more the symptom. Like, let's talk about the wormhole. Like, that's more interesting, for sure. Baby, what if you woke up and one of these things was flying around our room that was probably about as big as the cat? If you can't see it, it's an orange... It's a five-winged... Four-winged orange and black creature with red eyes... It's a it's a monster from the Dungeons and Dragons monster. Man. No, it's not. No, it's not. I haven't seen that Fallout before. Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> okay, that's even better. Yeah, fool. I probably shit myself. I don't like it when there's a fly around. Yeah, so this might not be like a petrosaur. It might just be. It might. It might be some sort of interdimensional being or something from a different dimension. It you know? might have accidentally mm-hmm. flown through a time portal. And then it, you know, it flew right back. So it's gone. So we're safe. Yeah. It was just Mothman when he's molting. <laughs> Another man shares encounter with dinosaur bird. 
So this uh, this guy reported in after reading that last story. More this is uh, dinosaur board. On Cryptozoology News. Remember, you can get this in the show notes at our website, mysteriousnesses.com. A Goshen, Indi- Indiana man says he and a group of friends came across an unidentified... Went. Yeah, unidentified flying animal that resembled a pterodactyl with a wingspan of approximately 12 feet. Oh, this one got a little more accurate. <laughs> Jared, Jared approves of this one more. The eyewitness, a 39-year-old professional trainer who provided his full name and contact information but also asked to remain anonymous, sent the following report to Cryptozoology News. I just read your article about the dinosaur wing creature a man saw that brought back some interesting memories. We were taking a night hike to a local dam. It was my second year college at Goshen College back in 2000. I was with a few people and a friend of mine who lived within a three-minute walk to the dam. We always like to take... Uh, night hikes, especially on full moon nights. This was around early to mid-September, and we could remember the moon being super bright and big. The dam area has a long walk to the edge, where the waterfall flows over to a smaller part of the Elkhart River. There's another part that goes into a wooded trail section down below. You can take some steps down this rocky, uh, down this rocky area, down to where the dam falls flow into the river. In that area, there's a lot of vegetation and whatnot. A lot of people use the area for fishing and just hanging out. But on this night, we only made it up to the upper part where the water drops off. So he's on a night hike with his friends. Sounds Am I casting like a, this one? like a creepy pasta thing. Uh, not even a minute into getting off the edge of the falls, we heard this loud rumbling noise where the rocks were at. It sounded as if something was moving the rocks around. All of a sudden, we see this dinosaur-looking creature flying upwards from the area. It was dark, but we could still see it in the moonlight. We knew it wasn't a stork or any other type of bird because we were close enough to feel a huge gust of wings coming from the creature as it took off. I don't know why it said wings and not wind. Uh, this, yeah. The sound of flaps from its wings sounded like something from a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is not annoying at all. <laughs> Sorry. It just—it really reminded me of Jurassic Park. Though. Like, honestly, this... This guy's story. Well, you didn't even let me finish. Uh, let him finish. It's just the way that it's written. We'll get your hot take when John finishes. Yeah. However, that was not the scariest part. About two flaps into the air, we heard the brush down below, which connects to the woods, uh, move around a lot. When we heard the loudest boom, someone shot a shotgun at it. We took off running as fast as we could. We ran around a hundred feet before we could see the large creature crash into the tree across the lake. He just. We ended up running back to my friend's house, and not even three minutes later, we heard cop sirens heading to the area. So the next day, they went to where the creature landed, and they didn't <laughs> find anything shit. at all. Do you like the, you like the sketch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the next day, we went to the other side of the dam where we think the creature landed, and we didn't find anything. We found a bunch of huge broken tree limbs, and that was it. No blood. Nothing. The other odd part was that, that there was an old man that was walking around there with his dog. He stopped by us and looked up and said, you saw it as well, didn't you? We said, saw what? And he said, the flying thing. We said, yeah, and asked him if he'd seen it before. And he said, I've seen a lot of things in my lifetime I can't explain. Some things you don't want to mess with, and the others simply just want to be left alone. And this is the second kind. He said, it's never harmed anyone or anything that he knows of, and that the creature was big enough to carry us off if he wanted to. We asked him about who was shooting at it, and he said there are others who have seen it too, but who knows what their agenda was with it. Probably fame from killing it. 
And then the sketch is that's an expert sketch. It's a, is, yeah. This sketch is the <laughs> most just, awful the, thing I've ever this is seen. A the caption sketch. is the eyewitness submitted this digital sketch of the alleged it, creature. This, it looks so he bad. He drew an MS Paint rendering of a pterodactyl as done by a six-year-old. I feel like this sketch is a fucking stroke in the making. Like, just as, like, he put his mouse to the thing and just immediately had a fucking stroke. I, I feel like sketch is too grandiose a term <laughs> yeah. for this. Let's just call it a doodle. This is a doodle yeah. at best. That's my new profile picture forever. Fucking that. No, the other thing is this guy's... This thing. guy's story sounds like it was written for a Reddit creepypasta. This is awful. It I gotta, Mike's I gotta not say, guys, this. I'm not buying it. I gotta it. say, guys, I believe this, and it's the sketch that convinced me. The, the, the sketch is <laughs> the thing the that doodle. convinced me that it's, that it's fucking stupid. Like, that <laughs> he sketch, did get its eyes right, I That guess. sketch to me <laughs> is like you read this whole thing, and you're like, okay, well, maybe. And then at the end, it's just a picture of a yeah. guy with two middle fingers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what that sketch is to me. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you look at, if you look at that doodle, the hands are the hardest to get right. Yeah, there are no and hands, Jared. He he got it. He nailed it. No, it's like, off. Wing, wings are the hands of birds. <laughs> the original story. I'm putting it on your fucking tombstone, John. But this one, like, also the fact that this person read the original article and was like, "Oh, that reminded me of a time that I had." And here's my story, complete with the creepy old man who talks in riddles. <laughs> yeah. na, 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 na. It's the jaws of. Um, Jurassic you know, Park, Park. Whether or not Mike is right, I do got to say this other story is is better. What? I enjoyed I enjoyed <laughs> Dinosaur Bird two more than the original. More than okay. Yeah, I like Dinosaur Bird three with Chris Pratt. There's no wormholes in this one. Oh, I liked the wormhole in the first one. But I was really mad that she was wearing heels and was running from it the whole time. Cause like, bitch, you would get your heels. Stuck. Why were the guys in the first story not? Like concerned about the wormhole. Yeah, they seem very unconcerned about it. Maybe they <laughs> no, just... no, there's wormholes everywhere. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty common. That's where, where they at. put their trash. I'd like to contact these gentlemen and be like, "What? Why weren't you worried about the wormhole?" And they're like, "They ain't. There ain't wormholes on your farm." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I guarantee you, they didn't care about the wormhole because, like, well, where else are we gonna put the trash? <laughs> they've just been throwing trash in a wormhole for twenty years. That would be. I fun. mean, honestly, if we had that at our house, it would solve a yeah. lot of problems. I wish we had a. Jared, let's get on that. Let's, let's get a wormhole to the trash dimension. Uh, well, first, we got to find a dinosaur board. A dinosaur board. board. Dinosaur again. Bird. Dinosaur bird. Dinosaur bird. Yeah, I mean, well, that would act as all of your household appliances. Wait, what, what is the name of this article, John? 14 people describe their middle of nowhere truck stop horror stories. All right, before John reads a thing. I have one of those. <laughs> What do you think of when you hear that? First Chupacabra. thought. Chupacabra? All right, Jared, what's your first thought? I know you're going to say truck stock hookers, but I was... <laughs> uh, no, actually, you're wrong. No, mine is uh, Glory Hole Gone Wrong. That's me! That's me all day long! Yeah, I said that. And, 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 and I waited outside the other stall for 15 minutes. And, and no, no one, one showed there. up. <laughs> well, no, mine was, mine was, and then I put my dick in the hole... But on the other side was glass. Was a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I put my dick in that hole, and then it was it was pretty a pretty toothy beach. But otherwise, delightful evening. Four so stars would said come his name again. Was Russell. Four stars. So here's a uh, here's some scary truck stop stories. Yeah, please. Uh, please. Thank you. 
I'm excited. For, I am I, excited for this. I had just pulled into a truck stop inside Billings, Montana. I was playing slots, and a beautiful American Indian girl was serving drinks. Nice. After quite a few drinks, I started chatting with her on a more personal level. You gotta get that confidence up. What was she wearing? She told me that uh, her shift ended in a few hours and that she would be uh, behind the truck stop with a case of beer if I felt like partying. No. I did. He said, in, 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 uh, in parentheses, he wrote, I did. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Get it. Uh, I, I hung around the front of the building, and when everyone started filing out the doors, I went around back to meet her. I couldn't find her, but I found an older Mexican woman who seemed to know my name and acted as if I had just been talking to her inside. Oh, I've read this before. I was buzzed, but not drunk or stupid. I knew this wasn't the same person. What also struck me as odd was that she had no personal belongings uh, besides the clothes on her back. No purse or key ring, nothing. And no beer. What, did you go through her fucking pockets? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, let me see what you got. I started to feel a little tripped out because of this. Uh, began to act like I didn't know her and didn't want anything to do with her. She became cold and stopped trying to talk to me. Okay, well, that was freaking weird. I walk uh, all the way back out to my truck, climb in the back, change into my sleepwear, and laid on the bunk uh, to reread a book. Only a few minutes into the book, I could hear three loud bangs on the side of my sleeper. I'm talking, holy crap, your truck's on fire, you have to get out now loud. I opened the curtains and rolled down the window and saw the young American Indian woman I had been speaking with was standing next to my truck. I immediately picked up something wrong about her. It wasn't her lack of speech, odd disheveled look, or rigid body movements. It was her eyes that got me. Solid black. Wait, so all those other things weren't also red flags? Yeah, those are red flags. I guess if you see the pure, no irises, like that, you're going mean, to notice yeah, that I first. Yeah, I mean, pure black eyes does stick out. Wait, no, hold on a second. So this is, wait. So here's the thing. Was it she had no whites of her eyes, or was it just black eyes? Because, no, for instance... Pure black eyes. That means there's no whites. No whites? Well, I'm, well, he doesn't say this. That's my question, because my well, brother... Her eyes it's implied. solid black. Solid black. That's what that implies. I always wonder about that. No. Well, my brother's got black eyes. And yeah, he, like, he's got black eyes, but he, but he doesn't have me. solid black eyes. I guess not. If he, he did, I would never speak to he him. He has yeah. whites of his eyes. If he does, if, if, Lauren, if, he, if your brother has solid black eyes, you need to fucking tell us right now. Get out. No. <laughs> he just, you know, he doesn't have a, like, you know. Anyways, please continue. I could say that the dark night coupled with a few drinks could make me think her eyes were black, but I'm not. When I hit a switch in the back of my truck, the inside lights... Uh, lit up like a baseball stadium. Her eyes seemed to be pulling the light into them like miniature black holes. It reminded me of when a woman wearing mascara cries and she kind of looks like a raccoon. Afterwards, it looked like she had rubbed charcoal around her eyes. So, you shouldn't be that familiar as a trucker with women's mascara running down their face. (laughs) Yeah. That like, seems, I'm just gonna say that that's seems a, like a very like that's comforting a, that's a red picture. Flag. Yeah, on. that's a red flag on we him. We all know a lap dance is always better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> I want to hear the Me Too story from this girl at the truck stop. All right, hey, so continue. Please continue. It also felt like my body was acting of its own accord, like my body was screaming at my fragile psyche to open the door and let her into my truck, Hypnotism. despite the fact that she looked freaking terrifying and hadn't said a single word to me since meeting her again. He's never had an erection before, guys. I remember having to choke the word out. No. It reminded me of when you're on the verge of tears, but you choke through them to speak to someone. I was too damn terrified to look outside my vents to see if she was still standing outside. I was too terrified that I might have ended up looking back into the darkness only to know in my mind's eye that she could be staring right back at me. I've got the shakes from just remembering that. 
And the lack of heroin. <laughs> and the lack of, lack of trucker speed. Uh, no, that's fucking scary, though. It does seem... Yeah. That's where the story ends? Yeah. Oh, that's how all that's how all black-eyed kids stories end. I yeah. guess because the ones that do let them in, yeah, they don't, never, they don't, don't get, get to, they don't get to write the story. Yeah, they we never hear from them again. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, the ones that look back outside to see if they're still looking, they don't write. Yeah, you don't ever look back. <laughs> don't do it. I'm gonna do it now. Let's, uh, let's hit another one. That was good. Yeah, th- these you are. Want, fun. You want another trucker story? I want yeah. more. Well, at least trucker one more. Stories. At least one more. Okay. Yeah, do you like want these... me to read the next? Y- one? Yeah, there's 14 of them. Let's yeah, do one. Mike, more. read it in your trucker the, the voice. The first ones are the two best ones. Okay. Yeah. Just, 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 we'll just do the first two. Mike, can you read it in your trucker voice? Sure. Yeah, please. Well, this is this is a 15 year old boy. Well, read it as he All right, is. Lauren, you do it in your normal voice. Yeah. No, fuck you. Fuck you. No, no, no. Mike, read it as him remembering the story from years ago, but he's been a trucker for like 50 years. So yeah, he's a lot of demands like this. Any more motivation? No, just, just go ahead and read it. I want you to read the story and make me feel things. I'm going to go ahead no. and turn off Lauren's mic. Do please, not. Please, please turn off the mic and lead her out of the room. I hate you. I live in a smallish town about an hour south of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a 15-year-old male and professional <laughs> mountain biker. I live on the south side of town, but the town is small enough I can ride my bike from one end to the other in around 30 minutes. <laughs> this is, does not sound like a 15-year-old anyway, boy. Anyway, the story happened about a year ago. Aww. Is that better? I got, no. I got in a fight with my parents about not being able to have a sleepover that night and rode off to help get over it. As I rode up a hill to the road that goes all the way through town, I thought of where to go. I decided I was going to a closed-down Flying J on the other side of town. I took off and got there about 30 minutes later. As I was approaching the Flying J, I got an uneasy <laughs> feeling. John was just mimicking, jerking off no, in the air. No, he just threw a dead fly at he me. He caught a fly out of the air, no, I shook it, and then threw it at Lauren. I caught a moth out of the air. Flies are much harder to catch. Well, I was trying to make you sound good. I'm sure people listening are really interested to yeah, this right really now. Impressed. All right, let's go back to the story. As I was approaching the Flying J, I got an uneasy feeling. I didn't think too much of it and shook it off, but as I rode onto the property, I had another uneasy feeling. Trucks still parked there at night, and I had seen drivers in them as I drove past several times. The first thing I noticed was none of the trucks were running and none of them had a light on. Now note, it was only about 8.30 p.m., so it was just past dark, and that's when most trucks pull in. I know this because my dad is a truck driver, and I had spent two months with him on the truck that, that summer. Story checks out. I started just I started just riding around the to the back of the parking lot with that uneasy feeling getting stronger the farther I went into the parking lot. About halfway through, I noticed a dark figure standing by one of the trucks. I couldn't tell if it was looking at me or not, but I thought it was just a driver getting some fresh air. As I started getting closer, I noticed I could see through the figure and see the air intake on the side of the truck. For those of you who don't know where that is, it's right in front of the doors on both sides and looks like a big barrel. As I got even closer to the figure, I suddenly felt like someone had slugged me in the gut with dread. I looked back up at the figure and it was gone. I looked back where I was going and a seven foot tall, completely black figure stood in front of me and had red eyes like fireballs floating in midair. My quick mountain biking reflexes made me swerve to the side of the figure. I started pedaling as fast as I could and went around a row of trucks. I looked back and the figure was chasing me. 
I changed to a higher gear and started to get away from the figure. As I rode past the fence, I looked back, and it was stopped right behind the fence. I rode back home as fast as I could. I didn't tell my parents because they wouldn't believe me. The next day, I was hanging out with some friends and told them about it. One of them said they knew kids who used Ouija boards and did really bad stuff there at night. I shook it off until this year when my dad's trucking company bought the lot. I have to go there late at night to help my dad unload and tarp trucks. Almost every time I'm there, I see that figure standing by something staring at me. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Great. Good thing that kid was a professional biker. Yeah, he was a professional mountain biker. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way he was able to escape. <laughs> he can always get away. Yeah. So good truck stuff. Those stories. are good. Reflexes. Yeah, those are two good yeah. stories. We had two great stories there. Uh, now this one, uh, this one is for you guys. Yay! It's a uh, five signs a ghost cat is haunting you right now. Kitty. Nice. Kitty. I love ghost cats. Yes. Yeah, these are non-scary ghosts. Yeah, I like this. They're friendly ghosts. Cats are interdimensional beings. Truth. We've already established that, and they can teleport and even sometimes come back to life. There's no point going over that again. Correct. (laughs) I love that. That's how the article starts. There's no point going over that again. Totally agreed. (laughs) I will not uh, fight you on that. Yeah, we're not going to fight him on this one. But what about when a cat does move on from this world? As unbounded travelers of the multiverse, you wouldn't expect them to remain burdened by the collars of mortality. Not for long, no. According to many stories, they prefer to stick around. Don't believe me? Typical. Here are five signs that a ghost cat may be haunting you at this very moment. This guy's real passive-aggressive. I like this guy's snort. This guy's real catty. I believe that he's a cat Oh, do you think a cat wrote this? Yeah, his name is Rob Schwartz. This is from uh, StrangerDimensions.com. I would name a cat Rob Schwartz. (laughs) Rob Schwartz the cat? (laughs) Don't believe me? Typical. (laughs) And then just saunter out. (laughs) Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, So why would a cat haunt you? You asshole. Well, tossing this idea around, someone actually asked me, why would a cat haunt you? They seem to be solitary creatures, just fine being left alone, and yet this actually doesn't appear to be accurate. Many sources online state that cats are indeed very social, and their labels of independent and solitary are mostly myths. Cats are just a bit different, that's all. And as with any animal, not all cats are alike. So, the idea, if uh, possible, a cat would return from beyond the grave to lounge in their family's surroundings or visit the previous owners isn't so much different from the alleged ghosts of people. If you would do it, maybe your cats would too. True. So let's uh, let's go over the 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 things. Number uh, one, a furry presence. Humans have a pretty good sense of when they're being watched. It's something we, as with most animals in the wild, likely picked up from our ancient days of wandering throughout a wilderness full of predators. In fact, studies have shown that the human brain has an innate ability to sense things uh, about our surroundings without conscious visual information. My furry sense is tingling. Even if you don't actively think you're seeing something, such as a person looking at you in your peripheral vision, your eyes receive information beyond what is at first visually apparent. We tend to notice things subconsciously. So it's just a feeling of being watched, essentially. So, uh, unless there's something else I'm missing. Nah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Uh, Number two. Phantom meowing. (laughs) Our next symptom of the feline haunting, unexplained noises, and the feeling of an actual physical presence. People have reported hearing their deceased cat's footsteps, the sounds of them scratching walls or furniture, or playing in a litter box, possibly one that isn't even there. Or taking its shit. Some have even experienced the occasional haunting meow. Now, I do remember that. When uh, when I was living with my mom after I got out of the Marine Corps, I remember the cat did die. 
And I remember you could hear it walking around the house at night sometimes. But I don't know if it was like just like something like I was so used to hearing it, my mind made it up. Mm. You know, just because you're so used to hearing the cat at certain times. Yeah, it's just a comforting feeling to hear it. So you don't know if your mind's making it up or if, you know, there's like a haunted cat walking Uh, around. Well, I mean, this website's pretty good so far. So it's all these things so far. Yes and yes. Well, unless there's a third option of certain areas might record activity. I've often thought that too. That that might be the reason for oh, certain hauntings. Oh, that ghosts hauntings. are just recording. Oh, there's playbacks. a little bit more. Yeah. To this too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's five. Uh, others will report feeling their cat on a bed or couch, the way you'd feel anything that jumps up or sits down on one while you're also sitting on it. And Leah, yeah. Leah used to say that after one of her cats passed away. That uh, I don't know. If she no, she didn't say it all the time. But I remember one time saying that she like woke up because she felt the cat jump up onto the bed into its normal spot. And you know it's obviously not. Have you guys, have you guys felt that? I I've felt had that happen I feel that when I'm on my chair, I'll feel like I feel like 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 the cat just jumped on there, and then I look, he's nowhere near me. Yeah, that's I feel, happened to me in the middle of the I night. I felt that too, like sitting on the couch, and he gets up on that corner. I yeah. felt that and be like looked over, and I was like, "There's nothing there." No, that's happened to me in the middle of the night when I'm asleep, and uh, I've actually woken up and gone, "Oh, I didn't know the cat was in the room." And I'll look where I felt feel the heaviness of a cat next to my body. Mm-hmm. There's fucking nothing there. Yeah. So that's like, see, these are all kind of normal things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so uh, actually, the article goes on to say all of the things that we just talked about. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so this went on for a while until one night the strangest thing happened. He'd been up late reading with his girlfriend sleeping next to him. He watched confused as whatever it was moved across the bed. It approached his girlfriend's hand, and she immediately and quickly drew her hand back and turned over like something had stepped on it. The distorted cat would never appear again, but sometimes he'd hear occasional meowing or see other cats staring at the empty hallway entrance. So he actually saw, like, a blurry cat. There have been times where I'm pretty sure I've, like, felt the cat. Like, I've pet the cat in my sleep and then woken up, and he was, like, across the bed or across the room or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely been in the house, and I thought I saw a cat walk out of the corner of my eye, just, like, move someplace, and then uh, Mike will come in and the cat will follow him. Yeah, will be like, okay. So it wasn't even in the house when yeah. I saw that. See, uh, number, number three! Familiar but ghostly smells. Okay. The following account may seem a bit crude, but it's yet another sign that a ghost cat may nearby. Uh, two years ago, Reddit user Catweasel shared a story about her 16-year-old cat who unfortunately had to be put to sleep earlier that week. A few days later, after walking over by the kitchen pantry, she was hit with the overwhelming odor of cat urine. I don't know. That shit stays there for a long yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes I do smell cat cat, cat poopy in the house, but I'm pretty sure it's just the cat poop somewhere. It may not be a ghost smell. It said it could be a remnant of the deceased cat, but there was also two other cats in the house, so that makes sense. However, those two cats were asleep in the bedroom at the time, and the door to the pantry had been open. The smell was far too intense and fresh, she explained, and focused on one specific area. I mean, sometimes... The two it, middle shelves. It, sometimes it, cats just will take a piss yeah. over on the middle shelf and then immediately go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Fre- <laughs> fresh fresh smell? I don't know about that. Because, like, sometimes they'll do it and you don't smell anything, and then, like, two days later, it just reeks. Yeah. We already talked about this one. Shadow cats from the corners of your eyes. Oh, that yeah. was number four! Sorry. <laughs> Why are you so German right now? I don't know. I just like... It's like being dramatic. No, I like announcing the, numbers. He's from the Northeast. So Shadow let's see. Shadow cats out of the corner of your eyes. Yeah, that's I, like I said. I've seen that a bunch. Seen that a bunch. Yep. 
Well, so here's a bizarre incident uh, told by Redditor MultiCrazy1012. I don't, maybe they're crazy. So I trust that. Uh, it was an experience that happened when he was very young. He woke up one night and saw what he described as a large two-dimensional cat that had the outline of a house cat but was the size equivalent of a tiger. The cat was a shadow and had strange glowing eyes. That's pretty A big. dream? Possibly. But the way he told it, the memory was just too vivid to be a dream. Uh, I don't know Five years that. later, he'd witness another shadow, shadowy figure in the same room. The later account sounds much more like a traditional shadow person ex- experience, but what then do we make of a large shadow cat? That sounds yeah. like schizophrenia to me. Number yeah. five. Ghost cat apparitions. We, uh, we talked about that briefly. Yeah, too. they talked about. They mentioned it briefly earlier. Uh, the profound sign is outright visual manifestation. This, however, can happen in many stages and take many forms. We've already seen a few of these above. Ghost orbs, brief glimpses of cat-like shapes in this world, the aforementioned shadows. So... Uh, I had orbs around my path and rub against my ankles. My room would suddenly smell like kitty litter for a few minutes, and then it would go away. A recorder I left on at night captured cat meows and the sound of something playing with the recorder and scratching at the microphone. Adorable. So here's the thing. This is the only sort of ghostly apparition that mentions the smell of piss. And I'm just thinking, like, this seems too specific to cats. Like... If the smell of piss was a thing that like happened with ghosts, with any other, I'm sure it happens with maybe, ghost dogs. Maybe these ghosts just haven't thought to pee to get our attention yet. Also, cat now piss. we're giving them that information, and they're like, "That is a good idea. I'll yeah. just take a shit on Humans, the kitchen yeah, floor." Human ghosts don't regularly pee on. I, I mean, that that'll help a haunting. If there's like a steaming pile of ectoplasm turd <laughs> in the middle of your kitchen it when you get home. Vaporized. The look you. on your face when you said that was like, I'm being fucking smart right now. Oh, I'm a genius. Made me wish that this was filmed because you looked like you would just come up with the most intelligent thing ever. Oh. Like, well, I don't think other ghosts have thought to do that. They just that haven't yet. thought of it yet. I think I think if we get the word out, these kind of things might start happening. Yeah. It was like, we invite Ghost you this. to take a shit on Lauren's chest. Look, we, we no. all. Do not put, don't put that out in the universe. Oh, I don't ghosts, want... <laughs> we implore you. No. <laughs> shit on Lauren as much as you Take want. Take ghost pee in her mouth. No, fuck you. Go fuck yourself, Jared. Brick on her chest. <laughs> oh, spirits, we beseech thee. Stop it. No. Cover this wanton harlot with ghosts. No, but seriously, no. Like, we know in life that we all have a lot to learn from cats. And that may go for uh, in death as well. It's true. If people are ignoring your ghost, just take a shit. I mean, really, cat piss like is a very distinctive ammonia smell. That's really it's real bad. Associated with one thing, and that's cats. Mike rolls around cats. in it. Mike the loves cats it. Follow him everywhere. <laughs> Mike is king piss. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back with our feature segment, which is Bigfoot abductions. Good. Number six. Or abdo- uh, adoptions. Adopting kitties? No, 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 Bigfoot adoptions. They adopt people. We're all yeah. going to go out and adopt cats right now. No, Sounds good. Bigfoot's going to adopt us. All right, we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Yeah, buddy. Woo! 
Now it's time to talk about some Bigfoot abductions. Adoptions. Uh, that's that's I mean, what I call them. That's a, I, I mean, I think autocorrect changed it when I texted you earlier, and you're like, I like that, Bigfoot adoptions. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with that forever. Not we're adopting Bigfoot, they're adopting us. Yeah. There Take was a away, there was a diner that I was going to for a while. If you look at my Instagram feed, I think you can find the picture. But they had like one of those placemat advertisements, and it was like oh, adopt I love a Bigfoot. Those what? And it was like a apparently they had like a I looked up their website. It was like this crappy like GeoCities website, and apparently what the, well what they claimed was that uh, they had found a juvenile Bigfoot on their property, and then it was costing a lot to feed him and raise him. And if you wanted to receive pictures. Of this Bigfoot, you just send them money, and they would send you pictures in your email. I wonder okay. if it worked. Are the pictures all blurry? Because obviously you donated. No, I did not donate because I did not believe them. Uh, no. <laughs> so the we- and also the website shut down before I, I could. I don't even no. know what to tackle on this. Well, obviously <laughs> they had to put that Bigfoot down because nobody donated. Nobody yeah. donated. They had to kill the Bigfoot, folks. Euthanize Bigfoot. Damn. Oh, that's we're all part of the problem. Too, you can find a Bigfoot skeleton. Not can is. you? Yep. Now, so we're going to talk about some abductions. And uh, we we have talked about one before. I don't know if it was on Something Planet or if it was on uh, or if it was on this show or both. John vaguely remembers it. I don't remember it at all. I remember reading about stuff like this, but let's see. Well, uh, what day do you not spend reading about Bigfoot? That's, that's true. That's like your hobby. That's true. Well, this is, now it messes me up. If we don't record for a while, I'm just reading all of this stuff, and then I'm like, oh, what, did we talk about it already? <laughs> or did like, I just nope. talk about it out loud? I just talked about it in my head we while really, sitting alone in a room. Yeah, we really should start a spreadsheet because I can't remember what I've talked to myself about I had about it on a Post-it either. note. I had everything that we had talked about on a Post-it note. Yeah, we a spreadsheet, not and a I Post-it l- note. I lost that Post-it note. That's why Post-it notes yeah, suck. Yeah, it was That's, a flawed system. I'll yeah. admit it now. <laughs> Especially in this room. This is like... Yeah, it was a flawed system. A conspiracy theorist's fucking den. There's pieces of string all over the Post-it place. Post-it notes are going to get lost in here. The countless post-it notes have been lost. I should have changed the system long ago. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm using Evernote, which uh, seems to save things automatically into a cloud of some sort. This episode is brought to you by Evernote. Yeah. Put it in the cloud. I don't, know how, I don't know how it gets up yeah. there. Cloud. Write your notes in the cloud. So, uh, we're talking about Bigfoot kidnappings, and uh, the most well-known and talked about Bigfoot kidnapping, as well as one of the strangest, concerns the Canadian prospector and lumberjack Albert Osman. In 1924, Osman went on a vacation to the rugged wilderness near Toba Inlet, British Columbia, Canada. One of his purposes at the time was to uh, find uh, long-lost gold mines that he was convinced existed out there in the dense forests. So, you know, this is Canada. Uh, Canada is mostly forest. And Bigfoot. A lot of big feet up there. Uh, While on his journey to these remote badlands, Osman's Indian guide told him that a man who had uh, originally found the lost gold mine was rumored to have been killed by a Sasquatch. We know your legend's real. Well, yeah, if a guide tells you a legend, you take that shit seriously. I mean, what else are you going to do? He's your guide. You're paying him to guide you, so yeah. listen to his stories. You're not going to listen to your guide? You're a dummy. Yep. Uh, have you not seen a movie where white man doesn't listen to their native guide? Yeah. And they get fucked over every yeah, single they time. They die on Everest gorillas. every time. Yeah. I mean, every horror film can basically be summed up as white person doesn't listen. The yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So basically his guide explained about a man-like beast that they called Sasquatch and their big footprints they left behind, but of course he didn't believe him. Of course. After a few days of camping alone out in the wilderness, some rather odd things uh, were noticed by Osmond. One morning he found that some of the items in his camp had been moved around, <gasps> uh, although nothing had been taken. So he started getting scared. He started thinking that something was following him, someone was following him. Uh the following morning, he found his backpack had been emptied out, but was still oddly hanging from where he'd left it. What? So, like someone just rifled through it. So it wasn't like, you know, like a raccoon is going to knock the bag off of where it's hanging and yeah. then rifle. But so this some, was still hanging on so the tree branch. somebody just opened it and just started taking stuff out. Yeah, like if, you know, you're at a coat rack and you're stealing from the coats and, you know, you used to work at a place, but now you're not allowed to go there anymore. Yeah, sounds very the uh, Dunedin yeah. Country Club. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Uh, so he slept with his uh, rifle within easy reach. Uh, the following morning, uh, he realized that uh, his half-pound pack of, of prunes and all of his pancake flour have been gone, which will piss you off if you don't have your pancakes. Not oh. my prunes! Have you never had prune pancakes? Uh, delicious. No! Delicious. Have you? No, be honest. Have oh, you they're delicious. Yeah, they're really good. You don't like prunes? I like prunes. Have you had prune pancakes? Yes. Yeah. Good God. You guys have you getting, never been camping? You guys are getting old. Prune pancakes? <laughs> we had the them in our youth. It's the only way you all can shit most of the time. Uh, on the fourth night of the strange incidents, Osman went to bed fully clothed with both his knife and his rifle within easy reach. At this time, he had intended to stay awake all night in order to catch the trespasser, but of course, that failed because he fell asleep. <laughs> fell asleep. Uh, he claims baby. he was awoken by something picking him up sleeping bag and all, and he groggily thought it might have been a snow slide. Or oh, a lover. Although there was no snow in the area at the time. He said then he felt as if he had been put on horseback, and then whatever was carrying him was walking. He couldn't see anything, and he was, ra uh, he was wrapped up in his sleeping bag. He grabbed for his rifle, and he tried to figure out who or what was carrying him along, unable to move, and with various equipment sticking into him uncomfortably, Osman could only wait there until the, in the encroaching dark and see where he was being taken. Whatever had captured him seemed to be taking Osman uphill as he could feel each step lifting upwards, and he began to notice that the thing was breathing heavily, as well as occasionally letting out coughing noises and strange chattering sounds. What? So he said that he was carried for three hours... When suddenly his sleeping bag was dumped onto the ground and he warily peeked inside. So you get this isn't Outside. familiar. This isn't familiar to you guys at all. No, I, this has never happened to me. No, no I'm saying he like the story. The story before. No, no, not at all. I don't know what's gonna. I, I guess I'm just familiar with this story. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna end. This, I mean, this might have been. This might be like your ultimate fantasy. I mean, I could imagine you being picked up by like fucking Bigfoot and like having a fucking party. I would poop in my pants. You'd I would be, be so scared. With, out of joy. <laughs> I would be happy, but if it, I knew it was Bigfoot and they wasn't gonna kill me. But me, my my dream is just to sit down in a clearing, you know, pop open a couple of beers, and me and Bigfoot, we drink them and we talk about we talk about life on Earth, you know. And, and then he adopts you, and he shows you his dick, and then you draw a picture of his dick, and then I submit it to this website. Yep. If Bigfoot showed you his dick. I don't think Bigfoot shows his dick. I think it's just there. Okay, well, By the way, listeners, that was a previous episode where we talked about Bigfoot's dick and looked at some drawings of it. We, we did do that, so go back. I don't remember which episode, but it has happened. Anyway, let's continue the story. No, but hold on. I just want to ask. If, if you saw Bigfoot's dick, would you compare? No. No? It's, no, it's like apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah. No, or it's like... It's more like uh, it's more like 
prunes and coconuts, actually. Yeah, it's um, like prunes and pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> they go together, but I'm not, not sure where to put so he anything, said, but okay. So he said as it got uh, lighter outside, Osman claims that he could finally make out humanoid creatures, unclothed and fully covered in shaggy hair. According to him, there were two big ones, which seemed to be the father... Uh, one which seemed to be the father, which was a massive specimen, about eight feet tall, and the mother, as well as two smaller ones, which looked to be children—a boy and a girl—with smaller, uh, meaning they were like only six to seven feet tall. You know, only. You sure, this wasn't just Shaq and his family. So this is like from what Osman actually wrote. The young fellow might have been between eleven and eighteen years old, and about seven feet tall, and might weigh about three hundred pounds. His chest would be 50 to 55 inches, his waist about 36 to 38 inches. He had wide jaws, narrow forehead that slanted upward round the back and about 4 or 5 inches higher than the forehead. The hair on their heads was about 6 inches long and the hair on the rest of the body was short and thick in places. The woman's hair on the forehead had an upward turn like some women have. They call it bangs. That was you, all the rage back You know then. women, they call it bangs. What the so, fuck? Bigfoot has bangs, folks. Uh, yeah, heard it here first. Heard it here first. <laughs> She's going to regret that tomorrow. <laughs> Fucking, she went to bangs. She's having a little bit of a crisis. Bigfoot so, father was fucking around. So he said uh, the woman could have been like 40 to 70. She would have been about five to 600 pounds. She had wide hips and a goose-like walk. It's <laughs> hot. What? She was, not built for, she was not built for beauty or speed. Damn. <laughs> Built for I don't sex. like the judgment in that. Some of those lovable brassiers and uplifts would have been a great improvement on her looks and her figure. Whoa. Oh, man, this guy <laughs> is a this guy's a misogynist yeah, to Bigfoot. This is a shallow Bigfoot lover. How the fuck can you not escape this misogynist well, like, bullshit yeah. when it comes to Bigfoot? Yeah, she had she had wide hips but a goose like gait and <laughs> tell you what she could have done with a brassiere, but she could have used put a bag. bag over her head. It's all the same, am I right? Holes. Am I right? Harry holes a hairy hole. Am I right? Am Why don't right? you smile more, so there, baby this girl? Is, Fuck this guy. This is this is uh, the eighteen or the 19, early nineteen hundreds version of saying that she had sloppy titties. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. this guy. <laughs> I hope he gets fucked by fucking Bigfoot. And oh, go. he he will. Okay, let's read. This on. guy seems suave. Yeah. So he said the man had a big barrel chest and his eye teeth were longer than the rest of the teeth. I don't know what eye teeth are. These? Canines. Uh, oh, the canines. canines? Okay. Yeah, like vampire teeth. Yeah. Okay. I know what canines are. Because you see him and you go, ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Wow. I wish her tits were bigger. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she had big tits. They were just hangers. Yeah, yeah they're sloppers. <laughs> the creatures. Floopers. The creatures did not seem threatening or aggressive towards Osman at all, and indeed the young ones seemed a little frightened of him, but neither did they seem ready to let him leave. According to Osman, the next six days of the, fa uh, the family of Sasquatch forcefully kept him there with the large male constantly nearby and sitting at the only obvious escape route. During this time, Osman claimed that the family of creatures slept within a shelter lined and covered with bark and dry moss and that gradually the curious creatures would come closer to observe him, including the younger ones. The family of Sasquatch also offered Osman food in the form of nuts and a type of sweet grass which the young boy Sasquatch would definitely climb up the mountain to get. In return, Osman would let them play with his snuff box, okay. which he would practice opening and closing, as well as tasting the snuff inside. So snuff is like uh, tobacco. It's the like, beehole. Yeah. It's the beehole. No, I know what it is. It's just a weird thing yeah, to be you, like, you I let him play with my snuff box. Oh, because it, like, clicked. It, it, it like, clicked open yeah. and closed. And it was full of, uh, you know, spicy, spicy tobacco. Spicy. Tobacco. Spicy sweetgrass. Yeah. Uh... 
When the young male seemed to demand one for his sister, Osman gave her a snuff box as well. For the most part, the adults were described as mostly resting all day while the children climbed and played. This guy had two snuff boxes? He was rich. rich. He was a rich guy. He's well to do. Yeah. <laughs> Osman claimed that on several occasions he picked up his rifle and tried to walk out of there, but that the large male had stood in front of him holding his hands out and vocalizing irritably. Although Osman had his rifle, he chose not to fire upon the creatures as they seemed remarkably human, showed no inclination towards harming him, and he was not sure if his rifle would even hurt it, instead only serving to anger it. Uh, considering the younger ones seemed uh, to like playing with the snuff boxes so much and licking at the remaining snuff inside... Great, he made them addicts. ...and that the father had also shown interest in them, Osman began to concoct a plan to incapacitate or even kill the large adult male by feeding him a full s box of snuff, after which he felt confident he would be able to escape with a little this resistance. This guy had more snuff? This guy's a snuff salesman. <laughs> this yeah. guy's got plenty. Plenty You don't want to be out. I mean, it's like if Mike was, you know, walking into the woods to find a gold mine, he would have at oh. least a carton of cigarettes with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. you got to have a lot on you. It's got to last. Yeah. I don't like the fact that the only way we would get this story is if this guy wins in the end. And, and you want him to not win? I really don't like I mean, this guy. Stopping right here, it sounds like maybe we were wrong, John. This sounds like a case of Bigfoot adoption. It does. Bigfoot, Bigfoot taken. Yeah. yeah, they were just trying Sounds to take like care of him. him. They, like, hey, they you're a baby him. now. You stay here. We get you the sweet grass you need to be big and, and you give us take these care drugs. of you. Get some hairy. Meanwhile, he's only thinking about shooting him and how saggy the bitch's titches, tits are. Well, he's she, also thinking about well, how many uh, units of snuff he no, can No, he move. was being magnanimous. He said she could have benefited from a bra. That's yeah. not magnanimous, Mike. Anytime you go into the woods, make sure you have a couple of large couple of, spare brassiers. Couple of G cups. Yeah. G cup brassiere. In case you want to get a little frisky, 72 G. Is that a bra size we can I, get? I can't but handle. Hey, hey, all I'm saying is, is that you turn off the light. All ladies look alike. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? That's no, true. I can't. I can't handle. I I can't get over or handle the idea that that a female Sasquatch is not hot enough. That is fucking bullshit. You know they couldn't even vote either. So basically, <laughs> fuck you. So basically, he tr he uh, takes the snuff and he tricks the male sp Sasquatch into eating all of the snuff. Yeah, which gives him diarrhea. Which yeah. gave him superpowers. As predicted, the male Sasquatch felt violently ill, and Osman made a run for it, reportedly firing his rifle over the mother's head as she pursued him and scaring her off. After some time of slogging through the wilderness, even wary of being followed by the family of Sasquatch, Osman was finally rescued by some loggers and brought back to civilization. Osman would keep his Osman, sorry, would keep his story quiet for decades, afraid of ridicule, until increasing reports of Bigfoot sightings in the 1950s persuaded him to finally come forth with his, his sensational tale in 1957. Yeah, see, I don't believe that. So people call him a liar, and others pointing out uh, as a genuine evidence of Bigfoot, as well as everything in between. We may never know the truth. So, so this is the most famous Bigfoot kidnapping. Pretty good. I, I I don't know. I I don't believe that a guy would be caught by Bigfoot for how long was he? Like how many days? Six days. Yeah, six, like six days, days. And you don't get out of the woods, and you're immediately like, uh, I was just lost in the woods. You I don't, don't know. Tell, like, I, can I was that. captured by animals. Uh, well, I mean, you got to think if uh, you know back then in this in this part of the world, like yeah. people are getting lost in the woods all the fucking time. That's a normal story. Yeah. It's believable. Yeah, also yeah, but back, back then, then they believed in weird shit. Yeah, like, like it would relieving be weird. feminine hysteria. Like 
Like, it would be more acceptable back then to say that you got abducted by Bigfoot than it would be nowadays. It would be weird No, I don't know, now. because it, it, it wasn't a believable thing. Even, you know, the beginning of the story, he had reservations about the story. Yeah, but they believed in, like, there was no sort of, sort of weird shit back then. Yeah, they did, but they didn't... Yeah, they believed in doing but, cocaine but about you know what they, you, the But flu. you know what they didn't believe? Anything that Indians told them. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's true. That, they didn't believe that. They didn't believe in anything. They, they didn't believe in any of their wisdom. Those the the, the, the uh, indigenous Americans knew a lot about medicine that Europeans didn't know okay, about. Okay, fine, fine. And, I will. I will. And Europeans can, like I will threw away that, that knowledge. They were just like, nah, those leaves look like bullshit. I'm not trying it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tobacco. Now get, get it out of here. Now give me those leeches. I'm gonna suck the toxins out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will concede that much. But, like, I don't know. I just don't like this Yeah, guy. I'm honestly surprised that he didn't pay his Indian tour guide and then immediately shoot his tour guide and take his money back. That sounds I mean, like some that might be a different shit that someone would and do. And his land. <laughs> and his land and his family. And his whiskey. So right? there, there are several other accounts. Uh, let's see. He, uh, there's a British trapper and also in Canada. He claimed to have been abducted by a Sasquatch during the night while sleeping, similar to the Osman case. According to him, he was carried an estimated three miles through the rugged wilderness after he was thrown to the ground and found that he was surrounded by a group of about 20 of the hulking creatures. Holy shit. Apparently there were human bones strewn about the ground around him, which led the trapper to think that the beast meant to eat him. The creatures supposedly gathered around him to poke and pull at his clothing, which they seemed genuinely confused by. Yeah, this is scary. <laughs> uh, is this one of the ones that I was already going to do? I don't hear it. I haven't heard it before. I mean, no, I mean, I have other, I have other uh, websites pulled up. So uh, they, were, they were confused by his clothes. After some time of this, the beast lost interest somewhat, and the trapper made a run for it, managing to escape their clutches. So that was, that was a quick one. Let's see. I, I think that might be uh, this story. This is uh, no, this is a different one. This is the story of Mulchalot Harry. Michael Hat Harry. Mulchalot Harry. Mokalate Harry. Mokalot. Mokalate Harry. Makalata. According to the Indians, there was uh, once a large number of Bigfoot living on Vancouver Island, a large island, twelve thousand square miles in area, off the west coast of British Columbia. It's really big. Oh yeah, that it, uh, Vancouver Island is huge. Uh, the Indians knew about them, feared them, and respected them, but granted that they were harmless. One of the Indians of the Nukta tribe, who lived in, at Nukta in 1928, claims to have been carried off by them and held captive for some time. The story told to me by Father Anthony Terhar of Mount Angel Abbey in Oregon is a curious one. Father Anthony, a much-loved missionary priest who traveled to the west coast of Vancouver Island for many years, was living at Nukta, at the time of the story, and he knew Mulchat Harry very well. Mulchat Harry was a trapper and something of a rarity among his fellow tribesmen. He was, according to Father Anthony, a tough, fearless man of uh, excellent physique. I think this might be the same story. This is the, the longer version. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, in the course of his trapping, he uh, was wont to spend long weeks in the forest alone, something that the average Indian did not do in those days. Indians off the coast were apparently a rather timid people, and they seemed to regard the deep forest as the home territory of the Bigfoot. When they went into the deep inland forest for any reason, they never went alone. Mulchalot Harry was different from the other Indians. He went to the forest alone and feared nothing. 
So one night while wrapped in his blankets and clad in only his underwear, he was suddenly picked up by a huge male Bigfoot and carried off into the hills. He was not carried very far. Yeah, three miles. So this is the same guy. When daylight came, he was able to see that uh, he was in some sort of camp under a high rock shelf and surrounded by some 20 Bigfoot, all sexes and sizes. So they... Uh, they didn't harm it in him anyway. Remember, he, uh, you know, they poked at his clothes because they thought it was like his skin was just like not attached to him. That's what he felt anyway. I mean, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like a creature that doesn't worry about clothing. It doesn't and stuff. need clothes. If you saw something wearing something on their body and it wasn't connected to their body, it would look like you had weird, freakish, disconnected skin. That makes sense to me. I can see that. Uh, so. He sat with his uh, back against the rock wall and did not move. He was cold and hungry, but his thoughts were only on escape. Sometimes in the, sometime in the late afternoon, curiosity on the part of the Big Feet seemed to slacken, and with most of the Big Feet out of camp, probably food gathering, he thought, they, there came an opportunity that he had needed. He leapt to his feet and ran for his life, never looking back. He ran downhill toward where he guessed uh, the river, and to be sure enough, he soon came to his campsite. And what must have been blind panic by the... Uh, he bypassed his camp and ran for 12 miles to where his canoe was. Jesus. <laughs> cached at the mouth of the Komama. I've never been able to run 12 miles. Have you ever run a mile? I've run 12 miles before. That's doable if you're in good shape. Sounds awful. It, it It's not pleasant. I have done it before. It's not pleasant. Running is never pleasant. Yeah, no one likes to run. Yeah, people... People don't like to run. They pe- people just like to talk about how they like to run. They do. But when yeah. they're actually doing it, it's so it, No, awful. it's terrible. They're just not remembering it correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Father Anthony describes the story of Multilat Harry's arrival at Nakuda as follows. It was probably three in the morning. He and his brother uh, Benedictus were asleep, and the village was quiet. Suddenly there was a series of wild cries from the waters of the inlet. Lights were lit, and he and others hurried down to the water's edge. There, near frozen and exhausted in his canoe, lay Mulchalot Harry. He was barefoot and clad only in his wet and torn underwear, and he had paddled his canoe through the winter night 45 miles from the mouth of the Como River. How did Jesus he not fuck. die? Well, I, guess, I think I, he was just empowered by fear. He had that she adrenaline, man. Alone. He saw the bones strewn about the area that they appeared to be human bones. He, maybe they might, they might've just been animal bones, but survived, in his mind, he yeah. was like, they're going to fucking eat. Yeah. Me. He survived yeah. purely on the spirit of fuck this. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he, he fucking, he ran himself nearly to death to escape these big feet. So this is like reported by a priest. So like the, the priest doesn't know for sure what this guy saw, but he knew he was scared enough to nearly kill himself running for his life. Yeah. yeah. This is what the guy said. It kind of reminds me, I don't know why, of the Wendigo story from uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It does kind of... You know, I, where he's like, oh, my burning feet! My burning feet! Yeah, I don't really remember that. Oh, it's in there. Trust me. <laughs> so woman tells her story of being married to Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, it's a fantastic love story. This is from the National Enquirer. Is this like? No, me? this is from Pravda. Is this me? Yeah, you're married to Bigfoot. <laughs> Mike is a uh, Mike's only a half Sasquatch. Yeah. Half Squatch. He's a half Squatch. <laughs> yeah, he's not very tall, but his dick is real long, and he's covered in hair. And yeah. He's covered in hair. 
So. I've got a pocket in my stomach that I fold my dick up into. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Yeah, it's, it's a d- dick it's, pouch. It's like a kangaroo pouch, only no babies. But that's that's there. just a mic thing. So, it's not a Sasquatch. So thing. since this one is a love story, let's let Lauren take this one because she's into sexy stories. I do like sexy stories. All right, a fantastic love story has been recently unveiled in Saint Petersburg. Psychiatrist Nikolai Borchuk said that he had copied the text of the story from the file of a female patient. The doctor said that the story that happened in o- Oksana Terlikskaya to Oksana to Oksana Terlikskaya was absolutely real. He added that it would not be immoral to write about it in the press because the woman either died or she would never return to live with humans again. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Well, as we can tell, it already has a happy. So, ending. ladies, just remember: if you do marry Bigfoot and go live in the woods, your patient, doctor-patient confidentiality is out, out the, window. the window. Yeah. Also, you're more attractive than any female Bigfoot. Also, when you <laughs> fuck a Bigfoot, a you're never going back. Bigfoot and a brassiere is hot. Yeah, if, you, if that Bigfoot just had a brassiere and like cleaned up her bangs and yeah. didn't walk it, like a and goose and put some fucking makeup on, yeah, yeah. maybe a little eyeliner, maybe smiled a little bit you know, more, maybe some, smiled, some rouge, didn't act like such a bitch. And then maybe try and fucking vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, model. <clears throat> the 19-year-old was married to the Bigfoot for almost a year. The girl lost her way in the woods one day after she had been hurt by her boyfriend. I'm, I would like to know what the story is on there. That um, She went to wander in the woods just because she could stay there alone with her feelings. Oksana completely ignored the fact that she had lost her way home. Fuck you guys. You don't know what the fuck happened. You're no, assholes. I'm laughing because of the noise Jared made. No, then fuck you both. Just You're stop assholes. listening to them. Continue with your story. I just want to point that Do you point need out. to go to the woods for your feelings? You know now? what? I might. Jared, you might have hurt me. Fuck w- you. Jared, be quiet. Fuck I'm you, Jared. I want to know what this story you made me says. Lost. Please read the story. Oksana completely ignored the fact that she had lost her way home. She sat down underneath a tree and cried, trying to get over the pain in her heart. She realized that she had gone astray when it was too late. I swear to fucking God, I hate you guys. She realized that she had gone astray when it was too late. She came across raspberry bushes and decided to eat some berries before she could start looking for a path home. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, anytime I'm in the woods, I always eat the berries. Yeah, yeah that, that was a mistake, right? No, I'm not being sarcastic. I do. Well, that's what's wrong with you. That's why you no, are the way that good. you are now. Sometimes so, they're good. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes they are good. Out. Sometimes I meet the cosmic space elves. I never know what's going to happen. One time I found I found an apple tree in the middle of the woods in North Carolina, and those apples did not taste good. And then I realized that there was a bear sleeping on the other side of the tree, and I had to Those sneak apples away. were trying to warn you. Yeah. There's a story there. Yeah, you should listen to the apples. But uh, I think we're going to deal with this story first. And then we might figure out what's wrong with you afterwards. <laughs> so she ate the fucking raspberries. Uh, she heard a strange noise nearby, as if someone was champ was champing. It's probably know. just a typo. Maybe they chomping? chomping, chomping or chanting. Either way, when the girl moved the branches aside, she saw a big hairy creature that looked like a orangutan. The girl screamed and lost consciousness. I came to my senses in a cave. She fainted. Yeah, she fucking fainted. I could hear a stream nearby, and there was rays of light coming down on me from a hole in the ceiling. Tang, that's how I called the creature afterwards, was sitting opposite me. So she named him Tang? Yeah, because she's racist as fuck. Like orangutan. Orangutan. Tang. Uh, She goes on to say, he was baring his teeth, 
as if he was infuriated. I realized later that it was just a smile. The hairy animal came up to me and started sniffing my clothes. Then he roared and tore my clothes to pieces. My heart was about to explode with horror. But then he continued sniffing me until his nose stopped near my groin. Yes! He roared again and threw himself over me. Keep going. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. <laughs> when Oksana woke up the next morning, she realized that she had become the prisoner and wife of the hairy creature. <laughs> when Tang was going out, he this was... This is some Gone with the Wind shit I right am here. so into this. When Tang was going out, he would cover the entrance of the cave with a big boulder. Uh, leaving was no way for this girl to escape. Tang would always bring something to eat. Berries, nuts, mushrooms, eggs, or raw meat. The terrible sex of the animal became a daily torture for Oksana. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds way too sexy. The way tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> there was a spring in the corner it of the cave. sounds like she's a prisoner. Yeah. This is rape. Not, this it sounds is not like sexy. rape. Yeah, why are you calling it wife? This is like Fifty Shades of Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> there was a spring in the corner of the cave. The water was running somewhere outside the cave. Oh, wow. That's some math right there. Tang strongly refused to let the girl out. The Beauty and the Beast started developing a relationship. Mm. Tang showed interest in the girl's CD player. Do you have my chemical romance, he said. Uh, no. Oksana only had one CD with her. Best hits of the band Kino. When the girl carefully showed the monster how to listen to the music in the headphones, the Bigfoot was horrified. <laughs> he got used Let's to imagine him jumping around like, no, what is this? This band is terrible. This band sucks. Why why isn't this radiohead? Um <laughs> get a better CD. Yeah. He would spend hours shaking the device in his hands. I took the batteries out and gestured to him that it would not work without them. The next morning Tank took one battery and left. When he returned to the cave in the evening, he brought a pack of batteries with him. He went Did to he go to the store? <laughs> this wasn't Bigfoot. This was some big, fat, hairy Canadian This is some guy. asshole. The oh, I'm going out to the store. I'll be know, right I back. I don't know where this is. Okay, oh, uh, this is in Russia. This yeah. is in Russia, so it's a Yeti. Yeah, yeah. Yeti's prisoner could not see how days turned into nights and how summer turned into autumn. When Tang started stocking food for winter, Oksana fig figured that it was already autumn outside. She tried to explain to the beast that she was cold. Tang listened to his wife and left. The hairy monster turned out to be rather bright uh, than Oksana thought he would be. In the evening, Tang brought a warm padded jacket and pants. This is a person. <laughs> yeah. It became... It became no, they're just smart. No, they, became, they know what warm pants are. No, she is trying to believe it was something other than her being captured and raped. Like, this is some fucked up shit. It became known afterwards that the girl's story coincided with the story of a, a tractor driver who said that a monster attacked him in the beginning of October, shook him out of his clothes, and disappeared. Oksana was happy to find a lighter in the pocket of the jacket. So this guy just was this like... This tractor driver this guy, had a monkey costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, no, this tractor driver was out. He, he was he was in, out in the middle of nowhere in his fields, and a Bigfoot came and just <laughs> beat his ass and stole his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> this is from my woman. She goes on to say, I picked some dry branches and leaves on the ground and decided to make a fire. 
When he saw the fire, he became very excited. It seemed to me that the anger and horror was tearing him apart from the inside. He became very quiet. He sat down in the corner and did not make a sound. I felt sorry for him. Yeah, because he's been raping you over and over yeah, again. Yeah, like, why do you feel sorry for him? Fuck this guy. I managed to overcome my own fear, though. I came up to Tang and stroked him on the head. He put his big arm around me and whined. A week later... A week later? A week later, he was happy to join me near the fire. We started frying chestnuts and meat. Tang was thrilled when he tasted the fried meat. I also hoped that hunters would notice the smoke coming from the hole in the ceiling of the cave, but the people did not find Tang's shelter. I caught cold in the beginning of winter. Tang understood that I was ill and tried to feed me with some roots and plants. He would hug me tight as night... Tight in the night to make me warmer. Oksana managed to escape from her prison only in the spring. Her relationship with the Yeti had become almost perfect by that time. Tang would take her out in the mornings to see the sunshine, but he would never leave the girl alone. One day, he sensed something dangerous in the air. Before leaving, he covered the entrance of the cave with a boulder as usual, but did not notice a small gap that the boulder left. It took the girl great efforts to sneak outside, but when he finally succeeded in getting out of the cave, she started running without making a stop. When she saw people in the woods, she realized she was finally free. Uh, Later on, her parents took Oksana to the hospital. Uh, Dr. Boychuk said the girl was mentally incompetent. All I could hear from her was that she'd been married to a Bigfoot for a year. She never managed to get used to home conditions. She was afraid of going out even during the day. She was terribly afraid of the dark. In addition, Oksana could not eat normal food. She just needs berries and raw meat. Um, the girl recovered a little at at a mental hospital. She told her story to her doctor and he put everything down in Oksana's file, having considered it the description of the patient's delirium. When the girl realized that nobody believed her story, she gave way to despair. She did not show any reaction to her parents when they visited her. She didn't want to eat or drink. Uh, One day, Oksana started recovering very fast. She started eating, talking, and even laughing. When the doctors told her that she was getting better, Oksana laughed and said that she had never been sick. She added that he knew where she was and that he would come and rescue her. Doctors considered such behavior a new stage of Oksana's illness and decided to isolate her in a special room. Yeah, that's going to make it better. However, the girl disappeared from her ward at night in the middle of November. Someone very strong pulled steel bars out of the brick wall. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oksana's ward, uh, ward mates all said that a huge, hairy monster had killed, kidnapped the girl. Uh, Kynologists never managed to trace Bigfoot's big, the Bigfoot because of the heavy snowfall. So okay. he came and he busted her out. Don't get in the way of Bigfoot's girl. Yeah, true love finds a way. Yeah. I she just know. didn't know that it was true love. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Like, well, it's better than being in a mental in- institution. Uh, to yeah, me, I'd rather live in a cave. Bigfoot or mental institution? I, I I don't think this is Bigfoot, you guys. This sounds like some like fucked up like girl got kidnapped Super in the woods. Man. Super strong man, like Russian rednecks in the woods type shit. Like this is like, I don't like this one. Fuck this one. She got raped over and well, over. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> horrific, it. honestly. Yeah, you started as a sexy story. I didn't tell you to do that. Yeah, yeah, you got real excited when the Bigfoot went down on her. 
it's going to be soft because there's a lot of hair. So it's like comforting. But like, I don't think that's what? Bigfoot, though. I think Bigfoot. Just some lumberjack. I don't think Bigfoot would cage you, think it's you a, in. It's an eight foot tall, scary man. Yeah, hair covered, honestly, eight foot tall, super strong, hairy man. Yeah, kind of. I do. Oh, all right. That seems less believable. <laughs> Why is that less believable than Bigfoot? That seems less believable because if if there's a man that's eight feet tall, covered in hair, and super strong, that's Bigfoot. I, no, but like. <laughs> I mean, no, he has a point. <laughs> We only, but like we don't actually have her telling the story. We we get the story from like the doctors and like her friends. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck happened well, to her. Well, we'll never know. I I don't like this one. She's either living happily with Bigfoot or dead. He with probably, Bigfoot. He probably ate her. <laughs> Ugh. Well, you know that's why you have a light wife for the for the lean times. A uh, woman, group of Bigfoots repeatedly visited my family and kidnapped me. A woman in Ohio claims that a group of Bigfoots uh, recurrently visited her family starting in 1962, keeping her captive in a cave at the age of 12. Good God. The 55-year-old provided a full name but asked to remain anonymous and to not reveal the isolated location where the incidents occurred. I prefer not to say where this took place specifically. No one wants an invasion of Bigfoot hunters on private lands. Let, uh, I guess. If they're kidnapping people, maybe you should? Let people go to the public lands in the Wayne National Forest to look for Bigfoot. Uh, people down in the hills love living where they live because it's quiet. There's fresh air, clean water, great conditions for raising gardens and children, blah, blah, There's blah. Stop bragging about your bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. She says she worked in the service industry for the past decade and that she, is, she was very active in volunteer work at the schools in the area. Who gives a shit? Let's get to Bigfoot. Uh, they were witnessed in part by my parents. People do not need to know that these things happen to me. It still pains me greatly, but at least I can talk about it now in some part, though, without anyone knowing who I am. People are absolutely cruel, she explained. She also said that the incidents happened too many times to keep count of them, and that some of the neighbors had similar experiences, including some young boys fishing by the river. These events were allegedly reported to the police. One time she said the huge one came back uh, to take her and her dad shot it with a 12-gauge. The big one that had always come to take me out of my bedroom at night came this time during the daytime. Dad was about 15 feet from it. The shot was hitting this thing, and every time it hit, he'd stomp really hard on the ground with one foot after the other. My brothers and I ran up to my bedroom because the youngest said it was higher ground for a better defense, and there were more over in the farmer's drainage ditch across the road. Jesus, they're like flat out getting attacked by Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, what do you do as a kid of, say, 14 when you see something like that? Good thing my three brothers were there to help and protect me. I yelled at them to leave or they would be hurt. The, they finally left, and there was a lot of day left and we were not to leave our three acres. My brothers wanted to go back and check on the neighbors to see if they were okay or needed help. The ditch where the beasts uh, purportedly were hiding was across the road from the neighbor's front picture window. So the beasts were, like, hiding there. Uh, Mike, take this one real quick. Uh, okay. Uh, I can only imagine their horror at seeing what they were seeing, wondering if they were going to die. Sure enough, they looked pretty shell-shocked by the time we found them, she adds. According to the witness, most of the neighbor's children were hiding in the closet while the parents were out in the living room keeping an eye on that ditch. She claims the animals were of different sizes, male and female, but that the biggest one was a 14-foot fucking tall, Jesus Christ, 
Male with a head the size of a regulation basketball, at least. So this is a big motherfucker. He was, his hair was long and about the same texture as mine, as I recall. The hair on all of them was about the same shade of brown, like the color of the decomposed wood layer in the forest. I could see their skin around the eyes was tanned looking, and where there was facial hair, it was more space with glimpses of skin showing through that area as well. I couldn't make out a neck. His chin was broad, his teeth were about the size of the nail on my middle finger, but they were flat. Okay, that's not, that's normal size teeth. Like, no, I mean, your tooth isn't as big as, like, a middle fingernail. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, uh, with the nail on the middle finger, but they were more flat and had a mouthful of them, meaning the width of his bite was wide. His mouth was wide enough to show most of them. His eyes were dark with some white around them, less so than human eyes. They were... They were kind with crow's feet at the outer edge of them. His skin was weathered like anyone who spent much time outside, like a farmer. His shoulders were very broad, though. I did see his collarbone on one, on one side, which looked thick compared to a human's. He was muscular and heavily built, but in no way fat. There was an adult female and others who were almost as big as the female, but didn't seem to be young or old. I don't know if they were all related, but they seemed like a close-knit group. So there was the adult male and female who seemed to be a couple, and the two others who seemed to have maturity, and body mass suggested that they were what we'd consider 40-something humans. Other than that, I couldn't tell what age any of them were. So there was a ton of them, and this is, like, also the biggest Bigfoot we've ever seen. Yeah, 14 feet? Dude, that's, like, that's taller than your house. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, then the horrific kidnappings began. Many of uh, my memories of these creatures were so traumatic that my mind hid them from me. I have no idea what else I've experienced with them in my childhood yet. You see, the memories are still popping up to the surface, and I've got to tell you, it's not a pleasant thing to know you've been taken innumerable times by these creatures across many hills far from your home. I have no idea what transpired while I was with them, but each time they took me, I was out all night long, she explained. Due to the stress, the young girl tried to sleep during the days, but her mother wasn't happy about this. I was used to being in a tug-of-war, and neither side was winning. Certain people at nearby churches was told that I was what was going on, and they'd take me aside and anoint me with oil and lay hands on me, praying out loud, and all I wanted to do was lay down and go to sleep from that circus. I was confined to the house for weeks, not being allowed to look out any windows. Wait, how did they get her back from being kidnapped? I think they just brought her back. That's weird. Sometimes she says things were peaceful, but occasionally the creatures became violent. I was probably around 12 when I woke up underground in a cave that was dripping water from roots I could see stretching below the ground. You can't imagine the horror. I was screaming my lungs out, and after a while I ran out of force to make any sounds, but the air kept coming out of me. I could see these creatures surrounding me as I lay there, unable to move on this great slab of rock. I wanted badly to scream some more, but I was just too tired to do that anymore. When I relaxed, they all started smiling and laughing. I thought, okay, they couldn't have killed me and eaten me, but they didn't. Evidently, some of them are kind, but then again, I've seen cats play with mice for hours before they kill and eat them. Could this have been a product of her imagination? Nightmares, perhaps? She says no. She remembers everything clearly, and so does her family. Jesus. 
These were clearly not childhood nightmares as evidenced by the incident that took place around the time I was 12 or 13. That big hairy male was in the field across the road from our house about 15 to 20 feet in and dad was standing in front of our yard shooting at him. What got my notice was this pounding like a pile driver used for drilling but there was no metal sound. I kept hearing this really long loud yelling too and finally got to where I couldn't concentrate on my books so I yelled to anyone who was downstairs what the heck all that racket was outside and who the heck was yelling. I asked who the heck knew that could, how we knew that could hold a scream for that long. I recognized the shooting and asked who was shooting too. Mom asked me questions each time. The He, the big Bigfoot, came back to my window and took me with him. He took me with him many times. After talking to me to get me to tell the big guy not to take me with him and that they told me to tell him no, I wasn't going, and that not seeming to work, she pretty much gave up asking me anything. You just tell him no, that'll stop him. I mean, this, her dad's like shooting this fucking thing. And it's just <laughs> like, getting mad. And it just gets mad. It's like, man, why are these little bees stinging me? <laughs> yeah. like, this hurts. But he doesn't really give a fuck. She did talk to dad about how to stop this from happening, that she thought it was affecting my health and robbing us all of our sleep. There was the concern that if they did the wrong thing, this creature could kill everyone in the house. Mom often wept to my older sisters about this big hairy thing that got into the chicken coop and how she needed to help their help to convince Dad to do something to stop this before someone got hurt. She told them not to go near me and told me not to go near them. She was quite fearful, and in retrospect, I can't blame her. Dad, for his part over the years, at times, would ask me if I thought my big hairy friend was around anywhere. Okay. Then the family decided to move her bed downstairs, but this appeared to infuriate the beast even more. So yeah, he's like 16 feet tall, I could just reach into her upper story this window. This sounds more like fucking baby King Kong. Yeah. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Uh, take it from here, Mike. <clears throat> I remember hearing him pecking at my window upstairs, but I was strictly forbidden from leaving the area for any reason. He'd bang on the side of the house, and Dad would yell at him to go away, that he wasn't going to see me anymore, and that was that. He made these loud grunts and stomping on the ground to show his displeasure. I'd hear his thoughts in my head as if he was asking where I was, she said. A lot of people have said Bigfoot's telepathic. Another time, according to the witness, she and her father were driving near the woods when they heard a strange scream. I was 19. We were on his front stoop talking before I left when there was this very long, very loud, deep scream like a man was getting murdered up the road in the woods. Sound did carry, especially on cold nights, but this ha has excessive volume to it and no human could have ever held a scream that long. I thought someone was being hurt up there and he refused to call the sheriff's office to report it. I thought my dad had lost it. But she says she called the authorities as soon as she got home. The things they said really made me wonder if they were scared of the woods. Why were there deputies? I asked if they couldn't look for a vehicle, truck, or boot prints up that lane to the gate, and they finally said they'd go down there next day to check. They appreciated that I described the place, and it helped them feel more at ease. They kept saying the station policy was not to go into the woods for any reason. Oh, God. Okay. So, so this don't whole, get lost in the woods So this there. whole town just, like, realizes that there's some shit out there, and they're like, yeah, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, it says right there that they were communicating telepathically. Yeah. The sounds they made were a deep uh, bass laughing, chortling, snickering, and sounds like someone who couldn't pronounce words well. 
They communicated with, uh, with these with each other and with their thoughts just as the male did with me. I had no interaction from the younger ones, and the female adult only smiled or sighed heavily while looking at me. She talked with uh, the younger ones and the big male about me. She looked sad. They used their hands to motion much like when we play charades. because you were the replacement for her because she couldn't bear children anymore. Uh, the neighbors and other kids at school, she reveals, also spoke of strange occurrences and the dangers of being stigmatized for telling their stories. We weren't talking about our experiences with them, but were listening to what others were having to deal with at their places with the same that they gave different names to. There were no Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but they, call, but they were called monsters, creatures, monkey men, giants, etc. We listened to what other neighbors would tell us about them, and they thought no one was likely to believe kids that heard it and passed it on. The neighbors next door never spoke about their experience after the day it happened. The others were not home when it took place except the old lady living on the farm up next to the hill across the valley, uh, but she didn't let slip with that until later. We didn't hear that often, so those who had experiences were being judged and laughed at by those who did not. The woman says she decided to tell her story because she feels it would help others fo come forward too. So many times I've read authors saying they wish they knew, they wish they knows, they uh, they wish those who knew would share what they know with the world. Well, that's why I've shared this. Talking about these things have not been easy. For the most part, the trauma associated with these things did cause what's called traumatic childhood amnesia. I hope it brings awareness to those suffering of experiences and witnesses allowing them to speak openly about what happened to them. Unless we all speak the truth, the world won't know what's been hidden and still being hidden from us. Do we want future generations to carry on living the same old lie? Well, no. No. But, yeah, so this is, like, an interesting story. Either she's, like, crazy or she's crazy because she got kidnapped by Bigfoot a bunch. A bunch. Like, like, like she's definitely crazy. Like, that's what they never explained. So, did they never explained, did Bigfoot bring her back? Or uh, yeah, did they she, did. like, run away or what? I'm guessing he just brought her back every once in a while. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like he would bring her back. That's kind of weird, but okay. I don't know. It's a interesting bunch that's of... That's not what happened to Oksana. Oksana just sat there and got raped until she fell in love. Well, that was a lone Bigfoot. Yeah, it seems like like all of these stories, like they have different motivations for kidnapping people. You know? Like in one case... The thing they with Oksana, I think that was just some crazy guy in the woods, to be honest. I don't even think well, you've that was said Bigfoot. That. But what about this one? I'm not sure about this. All right, well, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. Uh, what else we got? I think we just got a Facebook. Twitter. We, we have a Facebook. Uh, uh, we, we also have our, our uh, email, mysteriousnessessp. No, it's mysteriousnessessp.pc. PC. PC, not yeah. SP. Mysteriousnessessessp.pc. At gmail. At gmail.com. Yeah, That's at gmail.com. Yeah, Jared shook his head and made me unsure. Jared doesn't know what... He doesn't know what the no fuck shit. he's talking yeah, about. I was shaking my head because you forgot that it was at Gmail. I didn't forget it was at Gmail. I got the, the, the well, PC part Anyway, off. let us know about any of your experiences and let me know if you tried the float tank thing. The next episode, I will be talking about being in the float tank. And that should be exciting. I'm not doing it. Woo! Mike's not doing it I'm because his inner it. demon says no. And he just listens to that guy. He his does listen to that guy. No, I just bitch. know I'm going to get mad and have a panic attack. That's, you know, you can, and you can leave at any moment. Yeah, you can just get up. 
Yeah, don't be a Lauren. I'll forget about Look, that. Look, I'm doing this. Don't say don't be a Lauren. I'm fucking I'll doing it too. I'll drag you in there with me. I'll drag you that in there. That seems terrifying. It's, it's not, uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, please share this with all your friends and uh, rate us and review us on uh, iTunes. Thank yes, you. if you have any ideas or suggestions, things. drop us a line on our Facebook. Uh, and then listen to us on mysteriousnesses.com. Thank you so much. 